Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spezia, and today is September 13th, 2017. This is a special episode of the Power Switch. Normally we'd have a very structured, segmented show where we'd you know, go through our headlines, games we're playing recently, we'll get to the callers. Now, that'll stay the same. We gotta get your reactions as you call in almost like it were a sports talk and radio show, but for games. and. But today we're, we're specifically talking about the Nintendo Direct that just happened. I mean, we're literally coming off, you know, 10, 15 minutes after his recording. This is almost like how we reacted to E3 2017. We're going to watch it. I'm going to run through what happened very quickly. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to give it a grade. And then we're going to pass it over to you, the callers. We'll go through a few callers, kind of get your big takeaways, grades, things that you thought were missing. Should be a good time, really driven by your feedback. So let's get right into it. We're going to recap the Direct rather quickly. So first of all, I think what was really important with this Direct was its structure. They talked right off the bat that there are going to be four big highlighted games filled in with headlines. And we've seen that headline sort of run down in the past and you had some mixed impressions on it, but I think they did a pretty good job with kind of keeping the new announcements a secret, you know, kind of vague hints really with the question marks. But I, I think it was really well paced where you spread out the big announcements and then the headlines, that's just the perfect pacing. So I think they've started to kind of figure out what works well for a direct. I think the structure and pacing were probably the best parts of it. That was probably my biggest takeaway through it all, but let's talk about those big announcements. Start right off with Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and we kind of needed a big sell on this one. I think it kind of fell short a little bit. You know, the, the big topics were, you know, I guess Necrozma is the big legendary that is gonna be fusing, almost like Kyurem fused with the legendaries, you know, with Reshiram and Zekrom back in Gen 5. Well, now he's fusing with Sogaleo and Lunala for special forms for this version. So, kind of some similarities there. Uh, you know, they're really pushing Lycanroc uh, and with the Dusk form if you pre-order it early. I think it was interesting that they brought up, you know, Gold and Silver, the, uh, the virtual console versions that are coming. You get Celebi with that. Um, but otherwise, when you're just saying that, oh, you'll see new events and new things and you wear new clothes, I, I'm still not really sold. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get a copy just to keep, you know, keep it going, but I'm not that excited for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I don't know what it is. I mean, for Sun and Moon, you could have argued that there was too much hype really behind it and we, we saw too much going into it, but now it's not enough. I think they got to try to find and strike the, the balance for when the Pokemon game comes to Nintendo Switch. Uh, but yeah, this one, they're going to have a new Pokeball, you know, designed 3DS or 2DS really, uh, you know, coming November 3rd, a couple weeks before. If you pre-order, you get some quick balls. Great. Fine. Good. All right. Um, they, I like also how they started with a lot of the 3DS news. Get the 3DS news out of the way. It took overall about 10 minutes and then you ran through all of the Switch news. So some of the headlines then, you had Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions. That's coming October 6th. We saw some of that during E3. Kirby Battle Royale. No, Kirby is not doing PUBG as amazing as that would be. Uh, Kirby Battle Royale is a, a game, you know, a Kirby multiplayer game for 3DS uh, that was going to be for the end of this year was kind of teased a while back. And so we kind of knew that the overall game existed, but not what it was called, not what it looked like. Kirby Battle Royale, January 19th at the start of next year. Uh, for Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Specters, it's the 
equivalent of Pokemon Crystal Emerald, that third ultimate version that's coming at the end of this month, September 29th. Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. What a awfully long title uh, that they're talking as the uh, the seventh Layton game. I haven't gotten to it on mobile yet. Maybe I'll get a try uh, on 3DS because I, I really do love the Layton games. But, you know, this is supposed to be Layton's daughter. So October 6th for that one on 3DS, you get a Flora costume. So that's that's a good you know throwback to those who have played latent games there. Minecraft on new Nintendo 3DS. Uh, that's out today. I think of all the versions of Minecraft, I don't know why you'd want to play on new 3DS. Unless you're a kid and that's the only means you have possible. But out of all the other platforms uh, you know, Minecraft is on, I think it's good to see it on new 3DS, but it's like the same way like you get a Vita version. Okay, you can play it there, but are you really going to limit yourself to that? But, you know, a cool announcement nonetheless. Probably the best 3DS announcement, I would say, was Mario Party, the top 100. Curating the top 100 best Mario Party games in a download play sort of setting where only one player needs the card and then four players can participate. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now, when's the Switch version coming? Honestly, like, this is another one of those really great ideas, just like Mario uh, Super, the, the sports compilation with the four sports games. Fantastic. Good to have it on 3DS. Now, let's get it on Switch. Like, I'm, I'm going to wait for that announcement before I jump in, but uh, a fantastic idea. One that's been long overdue coming, uh, but, you know, good that they're thinking about that in November 10th for that game. Metroid Samus Returns on September 15th. Of course, we've seen a lot of that at E3. Good reviews going out for that. You know, high 80s on Metacritic. Very excited for that game. Uh, then an Etrian Odyssey 5 demo is out today. They're also talking about, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, Strange Journey, Redux, uh, the Radiant Historia kind of port upgrade from the uh, the DS version. That's also coming out. Same thing with Apollo Justice and Fire Emblem Warriors. Just really quick hits that like, yep, these games are coming. And then an orange and white 2DS XL, October 6th. It's kind of the creamsicle look there. Fair enough. Fine. It, it, you know, keep selling it while the 3DS still has life. Uh, yeah, my, my big takeaway, I'm still not sold on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon there. And I love the idea of, of Mario Party, the top 100. But bring it to Switch. We really need that. Uh, then they kind of went through the whole direct and talked about Switch games, starting off with the second game in their focus, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, man, I, I kind of droned out the old Madden voice doing the, the talking, uh, the, the Titan that accompanies Rex. And I'm just like, man, that soundtrack is fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry, what's, what's the old guy saying? I mean, look, the game looks great. The game looks massive. It's cool that it takes place on these titans, these living beings. You know, the the worlds have these different sort of environments. That's It's going to be a great game. Uh, you know, it felt like the duration of that, it could have maybe been its own direct. Uh, I like the idea of, you know, focusing on certain games, but the duration kind of worried me. And then the presenting voice did not keep my attention. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be great. December 1st, we did get that release date committing... At least in North America, you know, it does not slip until 2018. I'm I'm surprised, but it's good that they've been committing for so long that December 1st, yes, it does have a special edition. Yes, it has a pro controller, which that looks pretty pretty snazzy as well. Uh, Splatoon 2, Kelp Dome is a new stage coming this Friday. Also, Snapper Canal will be a new stage. And the Tenta Brella weapon. Now, a lot of these were uh, covered by a data sort of 
uh, deep dives. Some people were kind of hacking the data and sort of found that these were there. So it's good to see that they're they're going to be rolling out those updates for Splatoon 2. Fire Emblem Warriors confirming Lin as a playable character October 20th for that game. Snipper Clips Plus, uh, it's on November 10th. They're putting out a new version of uh, Snipper Clips in physical and digital. 30 more puzzles, they were saying. You know, a new way where old puzzles you can have you know, random body parts or body shapes spawned uh, to kind of put a little twist on that. A uh, good thing that it's a DLC version as well. If you have the original game, just add on that for a little tack. So that's, that's good for snipper clips. Cut it out together. Morphe's Law was that game uh, from a couple... Uh, was it even just that last Nindies game? Yeah, it was from that last Nindies Direct where it's the the shooter where you have the two big titans and they grow based on the body parts that shrink when they're shot. Uh, interesting that they're giving that a big push. I guess they're giving you know, a first-person shooter needs that kind of uh, genre representation on Switch. And you know, might as well with the Nindies there. Rocket League. Holiday. I was expecting a date. You know, good to show that they're you know, showing off the new carts. But you know, commit to the date. Don't just say holiday 2017. And Morphe's Law, by the way, winter 2017. Either they say that, not just holiday. So maybe that's like the very end of 2017 there. Arena of Valor is a MOBA game from Tencent. Now, Tencent is big in China. So this is kind of a big deal that this is making its way to Nintendo Switch. Uh, you know, granted, if you're into MOBA, you know, Check that out. They were trying to drop all sorts of the, the first blood, you know, double kill, all that. Yeah, MOBAs on Switch. Get it done. Like, if it's not for you, then maybe move it along. But do note it's a big deal. Uh, Tencent, big deal in China, you know, trying to bring that to Nintendo Switch. Beta coming this winter. So, of course, Skyrim. We knew about Skyrim. November 17th. Date. Done. Good. Now, the talk for a while was that Bethesda... Oh, Pete Hines saying, well, we may have some, some more ports coming, you know, just, just saying, oh, maybe, maybe I spoke too soon. I don't know. And a lot of people are thinking, yeah, Fallout 4. I mean, I threw out a big boss prediction on Twitter. I'd say we get a Skyrim release date and Fallout 4. Nope. The biggest surprise of the entire show, Doom coming this holiday, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus 2018. Now, for a lot of people to just say, oh, this is just going to be ports of PS3 games that can come to Switch, kind of rewrites the rules a little bit. Like, if you're willing to put in the effort, maybe more is possible. So I think definitely the big, you know, announcement of the show was this, you know, Doom and Wolfenstein 2. When we were thinking that, you know, which third parties would support Nintendo Switch, we were saying, oh, it's going to be a lot of the Japanese third parties. Uh, Westward? Uh, I don't know. EA, Ubisoft, Activision might not. Bethesda going strong. Uh, that's really impressive. I'm, I'm kind of amazed by that, and I think many were too. Flip Wars, which is out now. They're getting an update that's free, you know, Kind of butt bouncing in a board, flipping tiles, four-player, multiplayer action. If that's your thing, go for it. Arcade Archives seems to be a new series that Nintendo's rolling out with, you know, versus NES games. Uh, and, you know, they started with Mario Brothers oh, on September 27th here, but they seem to be talking about, oh, there's Super Mario Brothers versus, and then Ice Climber, and Balloon Flight, and they showed a bit with, you know, Super Punch-Out, I think that was that game in particular. Makes me think of, you know, what the original plans for a virtual console were that, you know, some of these games would be designed 
for multiplayer or kind of retrofitted for multiplayer. I wonder if there are any you know, statements since we're recording so shortly after the direct, uh, you know, what is the deal with that? And we still have yet to hear, of course, about Virtual Console, but I doubt we will until after the Super Nintendo Classic has started to run its course and the sales have started to pass there. But that was really intriguing. Breath of the Wild, the Champions Amiibo, could have sworn it would be a sure thing that we'd see a trailer, at least detailing that DLC. And maybe that's not hitting holiday because the best that they can show is just, oh, the Amiibo, they drop weapons and items and they give you headgear. They have features, but we can't tell you. And those Amiibo are coming out November 10th. Why not detail that uh, that DLC pack, the, the Champion's Ballad? Is that not ready? Uh, a little curious by that. Of course, yes, big for sports games. NBA 2K18, WWE 2K18, FIFA 18, Pokken Tournament DX coming out in the next couple months. And then the third highlighted game, an RPG from Square Enix. Let's take a look. I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, it's... All right, it's going to be Project Octopath Traveler. All right, let's let's check it out. Oh yeah, we're we're seeing it's that bravely default look. It's the the pixelated look, what they called HD 2D, which or 2D HD. I I think it's a fitting name for the look. I think it's a pretty interesting look. They're kind of taking you know past Square Enix RPG success and really blending it into that 3D space pretty well. All right, I'm I'm intrigued. You know, bravely default developers, like that's a good pedigree. All right, build up. What's the name? Tell us the name. What is the name of the game? Project Octopath Traveler. You don't even have a fun, a final title. You don't, it's just, a, it's still a working title. You want it to be worldwide released in 2018 and it's still Project Octopath Traveler. The dumbest name from that Switch reveal event. It's still that. Unbelievable. I mean, great. You know, the game looks fantastic, I think, so far. You know, just from early impressions, the demo is out now, so give it a try if you want. But, man, if you want to start, you know, branding and getting the name recognition out there and you want to get a survey fine after the, the demo, don't have it still be called Project Octopath Traveler, man. Come on. ARMS got the update. They're just reinforced from Gamescom. You have the Lollipop character, you have custom controls. That's a long time coming for that. Uh, but, you know, good that the update is out basically now after the Direct. Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, I almost could have sworn that was been announced for some time, but that's spring 2018. Uh, a lot of the recaps of the Nindies. So, you know, the, you know, the Golf Story, you had uh, Steam World Dig 2, you had Super Meat Boy Forever. A lot of those, if you did not see the Nindies Direct there. Uh, Lost Sphere is the RPG for January 23rd. Sonic Forces, of course, November 7th. That's been out there. Also, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 coming in a package on November 28th for Nintendo Switch. And, you know, the big story uh, for Rockstar supporting Nintendo Switch, L.A. Noir on November 14th. Finishing up with Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, that game is going to be a tour de force. There's no other way to put it. Showing the new worlds of Shiveria, which is the snow world, and Bublane, which is kind of the beach world where the water is almost as carbonated. Ooh. Uh, of course, October 27th, the photo mode is going to be a pretty cool deal. I like how they're thinking, you know, could be wallpaper for your, your computer, for your phone. That's thinking pretty outside the box. You know, photo modes have kind of caught on in some of the bigger games this year. I'm glad that it's going to 
seem to work very well in Mario Odyssey. And of course, a Switch bundle that's going to be huge for the holiday season, uh, getting the red Joy-Cons and the carrying case. So overall, a lot to put in that Direct. 45 minutes, you know, double the time for E3. Uh, I think, you know, the headlines really started clipping through the announcements. I'd say overall, I'm going to give it a B plus. I want to give it points for, I think this is the right kind of format to go forward if you have a lot to cover, whether it's like a quarterly or, you know, half a year sort of thing. This is the right format to go. But none of the really big announcements. I mean, yeah, Bethesda, that's a big deal. That scores major points. Uh, just a lot covered, though. I think that's really the breadth of it all. And, you know, the format was great. But, yeah, it was it was missing those big announcements to bring it up to an A. And, you know, granted, the games they highlighted, yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but those other ones, I think those are the right right games to target, for sure. Those are going to be their, their big ones coming up, uh, except for Octopath Traveler. Like, that'll be next year. But, yeah, definitely this holiday is going to be defined by Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon on 3DS, and then it's, you know, Xenoblade and uh, Mario Odyssey. That's going to be really, really big on Switch. So... That's what I have to say. When we come back, we will get to the callers. What do you think? Love to hear what you thought. You know, what was your favorite announcement from the show? What was missing from that? I, I think we can talk about Smash Brothers as well. Um, that'll be certainly something to talk about. And really anything else is on the table there. That's when we come back here on the Power Switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. So let's get to the callers here. Lots to talk about with the Nintendo Direct. Really, we're just coming off of this. I know even Japan had, you know, five minutes extra. Maybe they could have talked about Mario and Rabbids. I don't know. You know, could have spent some time looking at all the different reporting, but really really wanted to get to this initial reaction from you, the callers. So let's get right into it. Joining us from Michigan, Scott, welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? Oh, not too bad, Pete. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. Uh, you know, you were here with our E3 2017 coverage, so I think it was only fitting to oh, yeah. have you kind of start off the proceedings of what seems like a kind of mini E3 for Nintendo when they had such a long presentation and so much to cover. Uh, what were your big takeaways from this Direct that we're just fresh off of? Um, I definitely agree with you in terms of the fact that the format I thought was rock solid. I really like how they did that with a bunch of like, with like a focus of four or so big titles that they want to go deeper into, followed by shorter clips of other titles. I think this is a great format that they should take going forward. In terms of the 3DS, I'm in the same boat as you with Ultra Sun and Moon. It's It feels just like a, a time waster or something to last people until the Switch Pokemon comes out. Um, they didn't do a lot to really show why it's supposed to, like, why should I care about this alternate retelling of Sun and Moon? Minecraft, yeah, I mean, if you have a young kid that you've just given a, a 2DS to, I think that'll be a good intro game, like, for young people that have just gotten out of the 3DS. But, yeah, but that's probably really the only audience for it. Right. I think it's a very narrow audience considering all the other platforms with mobiles, mobile devices and tablets and everything else on it. Um, I think it is going to be a narrow market. Mario Party Top 100, cool idea. Should be on Switch, I think. Mm-hmm. 
the Atlas stuff. I love I love me some Atlas. None of these were surprises because they Atlas themselves had announced all these were being localized about a month or so ago. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean that's cool. Apollo Justice, we knew that was getting a 3DS port. I don't think they announced it for the West until today. So okay, cool. Um, I also called the new 2DS XL the creamsicle color. Nice. In terms of the Switch. Way too much time spent on Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, yeah, way, way too much. Yeah, it, like, it felt like its own, you know, direct separate from the direct. Yes, they could should have ended it right in the initial trailer where they were talking about the different um, kingdoms, and then had the release date at the end of that, and not have Gramps talk to you <laughs> and go in. That felt very its own direct to me, where they went into the battle systems and things like that. That's like the normal format they seem to do with specific nintendo directs so i totally get the strategy uh if you're gonna have all of those eyes on that direct maybe people don't know what xenoblade chronicles is why is it a big deal what is Mm -hmm. what are the battle systems like now if i if i'm guessing correctly having not played uh you know at least the first Mm -hmm. xenoblade chronicles but you know the switching between the three blades or mo like that seems like a new sort of mechanic for how much they were at least digging into it so you know, yeah. I'm guessing that while they had all those eyes, they're trying to get prospective and possible sales. If you put right. it in its and own I, direct, not everyone would care. Right. I think it's a with it being much more anime uh, in appearance as opposed to Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Chronicles X. I think it is going to be a much more of a niche title for the Switch. And I think Nintendo realizes that, so they sprinkled it in for the beginning of their Switch segment on this. I think it was a smart idea. I do think it was too long, though. It's a um, really weird thought, but uh, something that occurred to me was during the Direct was that if they were talking about, like, oh, the, the crux of the story is, is Rex finding Pyra and delivering her to Elysium, and, like, that's the big narrative thrust. And they're like, oh, crazy, what do <laughs> for a girl? Um, then why would a mechanic be to possibly swap out Pyra. Like I, I get, you know, mixing and matching and trying all these blades and seeing what works. I mean, if if Pyra has to stay in the party, fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. but if she can possibly be taken out, then that kind of loses the the main focus of the story. Just just a thought that occurred to me while watching. No, I agree, and I think it's strange how they named it this magical MacGuffin that everyone needs is the Aegis, I think. Yeah, yeah. They're just passing up on an opportunity of calling it the Monado from <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first game. Not necessarily that it has to be a direct con- continuation or anything, but it's like, have that be like a cool Easter egg. Like, people know, okay, the Monado is this like big, crazy, special thing. I mean... Watch it turns out to be like an Easter egg that like, you know, the Aegis is really the Monado from the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just watch it be that. Or one of the blade maidens or whatever they are mm-hmm. turns into mm-hmm. a Monado weapon. I could see something yeah. like that yeah. for sure. Doom and Wolfenstein, it's cool, I guess, that they're coming out, but I don't know anyone that who's like really excited for those games. That would be like, oh, I have to get on Switch. Because they know, just the tech-wise, right. like those games, one of the big draws is because they look so good. So Doom and Wolfenstein are going to be like, I want to play Doom set on the lowest settings. Wherever <laughs> I go. I mean, it's cool that they're putting their money behind it with Bethesda and everything. And I'm definitely, I'm glad they're doing it. Fallout would have been a better step because 
those are games like in Skyrim. I can see myself taking them on the go because there's so much time and stuff you can do and you like can craft on the go or stuff like that. But with such single player focused, especially Wolfenstein, which is only single player, I don't think those will do super well, but it's cool that I guess they're being there. Yeah, and I'm all for, you know, games being played everywhere. But of course, when we have uh, our choices and we're spoiled for choice, mm-hmm. we're going to play those games on the best systems that we have available to us. Now, for some right. people, that may not be the case. Or if you're just getting into it, and it's like, oh, I've heard of this new Doom game. Let me give it a try. So I'm, I'm glad the availability is there. Now, I hope that, you know, Bethesda doesn't look at those games and they look at the the sales for that and you know see it's oh it's much lower than the other ones that means we can't support it i don't want them to reach that conclusion no especially when you're seeing you know the indies lately you're seeing so many stories like ocean horn i think was one of them that kind of zelda you know take on mm-hmm. on zelda they're saying like it's it's outsold switch you know compared to every other platform combined like it's it's selling best on switch like that's good to see for specific games but i think the switch is going to become the indie powerhouse like i can see that's going to be where it really gets prestige Mm -hmm. it's just all the indie games that come out for it yeah but but doom and wolfenstein was definitely like the yo moment of the direct like that's that was a big deal see for me project octopath uh was my big moment Mm. because i was out of all the things i was expecting to see from this direct that was nowhere on my radar let alone to have a demo released of it yeah I agree with the names, but if this is still a year or so out, I just remember the Kirby and Yoshi game. They didn't even they didn't have names at E3, and they're coming out spring. So, okay, oh, yeah. How did I totally I, I totally skipped over that one in the rundown? Yeah, Kirby Star Allies. Star Allies. Like that has a name. It's spring 2018, but that's the Kirby game from E3, and that's a few mm-hmm. months turnaround. But yeah, we got to wait more time for Project Octopath Traveler. It's square, though. They do weird things. Maybe the final title will be Project Octopath Traveler. Who knows? HD Remix 1.5. Yeah. Default. <laughs> but yeah, Dragon Quest Builders had been announced, but it, it was only announced for Japan. Mm-hmm. That's probably okay. where you heard it. Yep. Yep. So now that it's... I mean, that's cool. It's like a Minecraft Dragon Quest-y. I'm really surprised we didn't hear about the 3DS version of Dragon Quest Eleven in the 3DS. Yeah. Yeah, that's area. a good point. I was, I was expecting that. I was kind of hoping for that. But I'm curious if we will get the 3DS version if Sony is putting money behind the PS4 port. It's going to be interesting to see. But mm. Kirby Star Allies looks like a lot of fun. The co-op and everything, it, it looks enjoyable. But I have to say, with Super Mario Odyssey, I'm not a huge fan of the more realistic-looking environments. Interesting. I miss... The more mushroom kingdomy kind of exaggerated proportions and things like that, like Metro Kingdom or Metro Zone or whatever it's called, I'm, it's too big of a difference. Like I could do if there was like just Metro Town or something, but so many of the areas seem very too realistic for a Mario game. Right. It'll be fun. I can't wait for it. I'm still gonna play a crap ton of it, but the visual style just is so stark between Mario and the environments. It's kind of putting me off a bit, but maybe it'll just be something to get used to, I guess. Oh yeah, because that it's, that game looks like it has all the design work going into it. That you know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be one of those game of the year contenders. I bet. Yeah, it's, it's going to have to do a lot to dethrone Persona Five. That's all I'm going to say for me. So let's talk Smash. 
because yeah, I didn't cover it at the top, but you know, mm-hmm. I figured it's worth mentioning. Going into this direct, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Smash Brothers is in the tags and the featured game for the Japanese direct," and then they removed it. What's going on? Oh, 4chan had this thing that said a direct's going to be on the 13th, and it's going to be the new version of Smash, a totally new game, and it has has all these dream newcomer characters somehow announced. Uh, no, 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 not yet. Um, I still I, I, yeah. Smash is an E3 announcement to me. Like I just can't see them announcing a brand new Smash mm-hmm. outside of E3. Yeah, I don't think it's. You know, people are saying like if it's not announced here, it's never going to be announced, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, I, I'd still you know hold the flyer out for Nintendo mm-hmm. World Championships uh, when the mm-hmm. last one came around and you had all those different competitive games. It'd make a whole lot of sense to say hey. Yeah. Smash 4 is coming to Switch and here, play it now. That would, that would that, be big. That would make a lot of sense, especially when it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a big Twitch event. It's going to be on Disney XD. It's going to hit mm-hmm. all those markets just right. I was honestly more surprised we didn't see anything from the Wonderful 101 or the like Bayonet or anything, mm-hmm. kind of with how Kamiya was tweeting it out, tweeting out the event. And he was, wasn't he? Yeah. It's like, what? what? Nothing with that? But That was interesting. See, and again, like I, I don't know if you got to see like a, a blog rundown or whatever of the Japanese event to see what was different. Uh, but yeah, I haven't looked into that yet. Uh, just coming they off. They did announce right on the Japan feed um, that a new Europe, like a style game, like a fashion style game mm. is coming to Europe and Japan, I believe. And then Japan is getting Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh, first <laughs> wow. Okay, because Sega's like, screw you, West. We're still not going to give you Fantasy Star Online too. Wow, very very interesting. That's yeah. that's a big deal there. But yeah, overall, I would have to say I would give it like a B minus. It it was it had my big takeaway was Lens and Fire Emblem Warriors, and then the Project Octopath uh, demo. Mm. Everything else was like it's cool, but I was kind of expecting more. And Xenoblade did drag on, so. Yeah, not horrible. There's been a lot worse Nintendo directs before. Oh, that's that's for sure. And there's definitely more of a focus on um, you know this latter part of the year, right? So mm-hmm. it's a lot of things we already generally knew about. And I think our hope was like, well, in past E3s or Nintendo directs, they're they're saying we still got some surprises for you into 2018. And I guess you know they did have that. I mean, yeah, Doom and and mm-hmm. Wolfenstein too, like that's that's huge third party support going forward for Switch. I, I hope more Western oh, right. developers can get on that and see that. Yeah, these games should be scalable to Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're they're definitely focused on on their key titles for the rest of this year, and it's it's been an amazing. And you got to think, it's only been six months for Nintendo Switch. Right. This is pretty remarkable. So it's been a yeah. it's been a strong launch window for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, with Splatoon and Zelda, of course, to launch with it, and Mario coming at the end of the year. You have RPG fans will have Xenoblade, and even the eShop and the digital content with uh, Gunvolt and Mighty Gunvolt Burst mm-hmm. and Blaster Master Zero. It's been strong on those ends too. Um, I am hoping though that. Come November or early December, we might get a Nintendo Direct that focuses only on like some cool surprises coming in 2018. Yeah, I, I think that'd be um, pretty necessary. You got to talk about the online infrastructure. You got to talk about, um, you know, if they're doing an update that talks about, you know, the video recording that was promised. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about virtual console, if you want to continue down the big path of, you know, 
these monthly big releases. Like, do you have a possible Smash game or Mario Maker coming out in maybe that first half of 2018? So, yeah, I think December would be a good time for a yeah. here's a, a you know first quarter 2018 direct. Mm-hmm. All right, definitely. Well, Scott, definitely. thank you for tuning in and and calling in so soon after the direct. Uh, anything you'd like to plug in particular? We can find you on Twitter at Solid Snake One Twenty. Um, you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash solidsnake120. I'll be streaming the new Metroid game starting on Friday, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Very exciting. But yeah, that's about it. Well, thanks for calling in. You have a great night, all right? You too, Pete. Thanks for having me. Joining us from New Jersey, Matt, welcome back to the Power Switch. You're on the road. How are you doing? I am excited to be heading home at the end of a nice long day yeah it's it's certainly been that you know capped off with the nintendo direct uh what were your big takeaways from it uh overall pretty good direct my most important prediction that there would be endless salt after the direct ended came true definitely yeah i'm sure a lot of people really (laughs) wanted smash yeah i i i'm pretty sure i've gone on the record on this show saying i don't think a a switch port of smash for wii u was gonna happen and uh, every time we go by without it being announced, I feel a little more sure about that. It, it seems entirely possible the more it happens, that's for sure. Probably objectively, the biggest thing that we saw was Bethesda's all-in support of the Switch with uh, both a port of Doom and the upcoming Wolfenstein. It's not even out yet. This is why Capcom's over here be like, oh yeah, we'll test the waters, see what's going to happen. <laughs> and Bethesda's like... Skyrim's not even out yet. Let's do this all in. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. I, I really did not expect that kind of support from a Western third party. But man, like, yeah, as, as you said, like games that aren't even out yet that, you know, are scaled for, you know, top of the line PCs to say, yeah, we can knock it down to switch levels. Your move. So it makes me wonder. I mean, granted, these are, are games that are, you know, first person. It only loads so much. So uh, when we talk about something like Square Enix and people are saying, like, what are they going to port? They're talking about, you know, Final Fantasy 15. Are we just going to get that mobile version or can they possibly make, you know, Final Fantasy 15, uh, you know, the world itself work? I don't know if we can get, you know, big open worlds with that kind of quality, but. Uh, it's nice to see games like you know first-person shooters like Doom, you know first yeah or you know Wolfenstein too. Given that Final Fantasy 15 is getting a mobile port, I would say that it, I'd be surprised if we go the, the entire lifespan of that game without ever seeing it hit Switch somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the one big surprise that I had regarding the direct. Likewise, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else was more or less what I expected. I expected a release date for Xenoblade. I expected to see Mario Odyssey. I expected a gentle reminder that Samus Returns is coming out this week. Uh, I expected some B-tier games that looked that looked pretty good, but ultimately wouldn't set the world on fire. And some desperate reminders that we're still supporting the 3DS guys, I swear. <laughs> What's your take on uh, Breath of the Wild and its DLC? Like, not, have, not having that get a, a full rundown. What, that's what, I assume that's coming out the same time as the Amiibo. You'd think, right? So, but then why don't we hear anything about it? Yeah, that's weird. Even though I, like, I didn't have it on any of my written down predictions, I did kind of expect to hear about that. I think what we're seeing out of the, like, the Amiibo still coming out, I'd say it's harder to delay physical products like that than it is DLC software. Fair enough, So yeah. maybe... Maybe something's going on where the DLC is getting pushed back. I think that it is really bizarre that we would 
hear about those amiibo but not about the dlc itself yeah and i wonder if they're you know saving their own maybe little mini direct for it that like oh the world the world and the story that we're trying to do is just too big and you know, we want it to have its own focus uh, could be entirely possible but i thought it was just a a strange thing kind of out of place uh absolutely um octopath actually looks pretty pretty good yeah yeah I'm, uh, I'm surprised at how interested i'm in on that the other three i feel like i have the same opinion as i did before but more mm-hmm. like xenoblade looks really cool uh mario looks really cool and i really just don't care about pokemon yeah i i uh, right there with you yeah i felt like sun and moon had like some inherent systemic problems with the design of the world and ultra sun and ultra moon i can guarantee aren't gonna fix that mm-hmm. the, the thing that got the most reaction out of me was the mario party game that immediately disappointed because it's just a mini game collection mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's really cool but yeah, I mean, it makes so much more sense on Switch, like, if you want it going forward. I'm disappointed that it's only, the, the, there's no board game gameplay in it. Yeah, it'll be nice to see um, some of the, the, the good old mini games ported up to a nice new engine. Uh, so, overall, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with the Direct. Um, it's, it, there was no huge earth-shattering announcement, but I didn't think there would be. Hmm. They really haven't had earth-shattering announcements in Nintendo Directs very often lately. It does so, kind of seem that way, but they've kind of paced out all the big news out, so it seems. What would be your, your grade takeaway from it? Considering that the things that excited me most were the closer looks at games we we already knew about, I'd say my biggest takeaway was the most surprising thing, being Wolfenstein 2. Mm-hmm. Um, big indicator of third-party support on Switch. Um, if Nintendo can court other third parties as well as they've clearly courted Bethesda, then the system's going to do just fine. Alright, excellent. Well, Matt, we can find you on Twitter at Grimace Duminous. Anything you'd like to plug in particular? One all plug, I haven't even watched this video, but just its its sheer existence needs to be be acknowledged. Uh, I saw an hour-long video. I don't even remember who it was that made it. If I find it, I'll send you the link. An hour-long video, a diatribe on the different gameplay styles of 3D Sonic games. Wow. D- does he say frickin' fricks in it, too? <laughs> I don't think so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone, anyone that can talk for an hour, uh, yeah, I, I watched, like, ten minutes of the video, like, legitimately making real reasoned points. That's... So anyone that can keep that going on for an hour, by God, more power to you. That's kind of amazing. Well, Matt, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, travel safely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling in from the road. You have a great night. You too. And joining us from North Carolina, Demetrius, welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? I am good. Thank you for having me. Certainly. Your take on this Nintendo Direct. I guess I was I was like really impressed because even though it was 45 minutes, I wasn't expecting much. And maybe I should have learned my lesson from the E3 uh, presentation because I had tempered expectations for that too. And it ended up blowing me away. I wouldn't say this one blew me away, but it was, um, I think I'll echo the uh, sentiment that uh, Bethesda bringing Doom and Wolfenstein to the Switch just caught me totally off guard. Um, yeah, I, I was ex- uh, I was expecting something from Bethesda. I mean, kind of the rumblings that they were talking about, it sounded like they were going to do 
something. Uh, but, you know, I think more people were just thinking, oh, let's reach back in their library a bit. Oh, what's a similar game on a similar kind of engine? Fallout 4, let's, let's say something like that. I don't think they're expecting a game from 2016 and a game to still be released uh, to be announced. Yeah. I really want to see the social media reaction and not only that, you know, the different uh, game news website reactions as well. Because I, I got to say, like, that had to have been the big, oh my goodness moment of that direct. Yeah, if, if there was one, that was that was it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I still think the best game shown, uh, in my humble opinion, was Super Mario Odyssey, but it was kind of a known quantity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know that so, game's going to be great. It's almost boring how great <laughs> it's like, oh, ho hum, he's a dinosaur. He flies. Okay. Not only a T Rex, but he's a little pterodactyl. That's really cute. All right. <laughs> like, it feels like I've gotten to a point where I just expect, like, the next thing I see is probably going to be something amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. For, for Zelda and Mario, it feels like that. Yeah. You know, it was obviously going to be a great game, but um, that Bethesda support, uh, it, it really caught me off guard. You could have proven to me that you could predict the future, like, unquestionably. You could have, like, the winning lottery tickets of the past 10 years <laughs> and a crystal ball, and I would still not believe you if you told me we we're going to get two, count them two, Bethesda games, one of which isn't even out yet, still. It's like it's it's an upcoming game that it'll be out a couple months when uh, Switch owners have access to it, but Switch owners probably wouldn't have bought it since Mario Odyssey comes out the same day. So now, I don't know if you saw the uh, the tease that they did on that headline round down, which I, I think, you know, when I first saw that and they tried to implement it, I, I wasn't the biggest fan. Uh, but I think the way they've they've done it now and the pacing that they keep moving through and they don't spend too long on that screen. Uh, but I, it caught my eye and it said, you know, two iconic shooters coming to Switch. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like what? Like, yeah, it totally <laughs> came, came out of nowhere. Shooters. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I mean, like, just the thought, like, what could it be? Like, I thought it was going to be a port of something old. Are you going to call Call of Duty iconic? Like, and we're going to bring Call no, of Duty 4 Modern no, Warfare what? to <laughs> Switch. That's, I'm, I, honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. I would have been disappointed. Yeah. But I would not have been surprised because people would call uh, Call of Duty, especially like Modern Warfare 1 or 2, iconic shooters, quote-unquote. But, uh, I mean, aside from that, how far the big games they showed looked at least good. My, my brother was freaking out over Octopath Traveler. He's a huge uh, JRPG fan. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it looks, I mean, it just looks so pretty and I like I like the uh, I like the battle system they have in it personally. I think I'm gonna play as Alaric, I think his name is pronounced. Mm, the warrior, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just gonna challenge everyone in the game, like every single NPC. <laughs> just and just see how far I can get with that. Um, it's a I great look like, though, yeah, with the, that kind of pixel art, the two D there, but how they've made it work with the 3D, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very, very like just visually pleasing to see, and it's got an interesting battle system. And I gotta download that demo. Oh, definitely so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Arms is getting uh, its update today. Like we discussed last time, Arms not super. Uh, super populated anymore but yeah yeah not picking up as so much as it should but 
Those updates help, yeah. Yeah, those updates will help. I'll, I'm certainly getting back on it. I enjoy the heck out of the game. I don't think it's bad or not worthy of continued play. I just think it, it hasn't been updated enough. Remapping controls, yes. I don't know why that wasn't there to begin with. But now I can finally, like, I thought I thought the controls, the motion controls are almost perfect. Mm -hmm. Except for the fact that I had to use the... Uh, the motion controls to move yeah and that's just fundamentally less precise because you know folks using control the pro controller they can move on a dime yeah instantaneously know? yeah for sure yeah. uh and it kind of made me groan a little bit too when they were talking about like oh and it makes sense because it's a game all about flexibility and like then why wasn't it at launch <laughs> like exactly like i see what you're trying to do but should have been there at launch. I can't think of a fighting game worth its salt that would not have that right, right. at launch, which is probably, I mean, you're, you're already trying to sell people the concept of a bullshit control fighting game and having played it, like I said, it worked just fine for the most part, but not allowing people to remap controls, eh, not the best look, but I'm glad it's there now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'll see if it can improve my experience even more Lola Pop is has officially planted her flag in the waifu wars as well. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I I still firmly get behind Twin Tail, so to speak. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's always fun to have more competition. Right, so, absolutely. Now, now, real quick before we wrap up, what's your take on on Smash not being there? I I thought this might have been the one. Uh, with all those leaks going on, I thought we might have seen the port. The thing is, the thing with Smash is it's gonna be great when it happens. Yeah, it's it, it may not be a port at all. Uh, that might be right, but it might be Smash Five whenever it comes out. Nintendo has that; they can take their time with that. It's not like they the Switch is anywhere close to desperate for games. Not even like not even remotely close. So I I can wait patiently. For that, um, maybe next C three, um, maybe later. Who knows? But you got Metroid on the horizon. You got Pokemon on the horizon. We got games coming. So, whenever Smash Bros shows up, it'll be like icing on the cake. Except it's like more like it's icing on the cake, and it's another cake with icing <laughs> on it. So, yeah, it's it's a good time to be a Switch owner. So, Demetrius, give me your grade on this uh, Nintendo Direct here. I think I agree with you on a uh, on a B plus. Um, I think you gotta you gotta reserve that A tier for things that have major megaton announcements. Yeah, um, Wolfenstein and Doom are are big. Do not get me wrong. I I I was very impressed and, and shocked at seeing that, but those games are already existed we already knew that they exist and i think a megaton kind of has a blend of surprise and mm -hmm. size i suppose yeah and, and we're tuning in to a nintendo direct for primarily nintendo first party announcements so i i definitely yeah. hear you there but no it was really solid direct overall i liked the amount of content i liked the breadth of it all and uh you know the pacing during the as mentioned at the top of the show like it's it was really well done very impressed very very well done with the pace that that has been something that was just atrocious in some of the past Nintendo Directs even 
even good Nintendo Directs might be paced poorly. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice to see. Still totally shocked we didn't get that uh, any footage of that uh, Zelda DLC, though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll have something coming soon. Well, Demetrius, we can find you on Twitter at D underscore Damone. Uh, anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I am uh, I still uh, right for Culture of Gaming. Um, my Destiny 2 review will be coming up this Friday mm-hmm. for those who aren't interested. Um, I also wrote an apparently extremely controversial article of Destiny colon a broken game with broken promises mm-hmm. um, that got a lot of a lot of attention um, that I was not expecting. By all means, you know, have a look. You know, share your thoughts. Um, hate me, but don't like insult me. Yeah, please. be, be um, respectful, of course. Yeah. So yeah, we'll share your works there in the show notes. We'll check that out. Demetrius, you have a great night. Thanks so much for calling in. You too. Uh, it was great. It was great to be here. So that'll do it. Thanks so much for calling in, everyone. Uh, you know, a special episode here on the Power Switch when we can get to kind of react very much right after a kind of big conference, a huge surge of news. Uh, anyway, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the Power Switch. Uh, and basically, just make sure to join our Discord channel. That's really the biggest thing. RhymesWithAsia.com slash call is where we have these shows. I mean, these guys tuned in live, like right after the show, are able to call in, give their feedback, and you can do so too. But you can find us, of course, at RhymesWithAsia and on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher for those those podcast sources. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Next weekend, this coming weekend, we'll have a, an episode here kind of recapping the big a week of news that's going to be, you know, talking about, uh, you know, uh, Apple and their big news with a, a surprising exclusive game, uh, industry figure, you know, living, uh, leaving a, a big company. It's going to be a lot to talk about. So hopefully you join us there. Find us on, on Discord there at rhymesstation.com slash call. And of course, Twitter at the power switch for all those news updates. With that, I am Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in. Game on.